Welcome to the Golden Mirror Podcast. I'm Dr. Trisha Willanen, community wellness consultant, yogini, psychologist, and today your golden coach. So I wanted to check in with how you are doing right now. Um, wow, it has been a week, a month, a year, and um, and recently I have um, had difficulty thinking of like anything else outside of this Black, Black Lives Matter um, and everything, George Floyd, everything that has come along with this. And so, um, the, uh, what do I want to share? So this weekend um, at my work, which I, I work at a military base, there was going to be not a protest because as military members, you sign on the dotted line that you cannot protest, particularly you know, outside on, um, on soil of another land. Right. And so you can't protest against the American government, but you can walk for peace. You can walk for justice. And so what was organized at work was a walk for justice the day, um, before it was sent out. So I really didn't expect a lot of people. And so on the way there, um, I drive, I live in England. I was driving on these British roads, crazy back, yard British roads, which you drive up to 60 miles an hour, um, on these country roads. And I was driving 50 miles an hour and this, there was a little mama, uh, duck that was walking her ducklings and luckily nobody was behind me. So I put on my hazards and tried to let it pass. And the person across from me did the same thing. And it was such a beautiful thing to witness. And it was for a little bit, the mama duck froze, um, you know, questioning the inevitable of these five little ducklings, but it was like a little peaceful protest, a silent march, um, crossing the road uh, that we were all honoring and we were all present for for these animals, right? This little family. And then I drove, and it, it moved me. It really moved me. And I was listening to the Hamilton soundtrack, so that was super firing me up about um, you know, revolution. And... Um, I got onto base and it was a Saturday, a lot of traffic. So I knew there were going to be a lot of people there were, I, I thought I would be, there wouldn't be many people. I really didn't. And it was on and off rainy. It's a Saturday. Who are you going to get to come out? 500 people, which, oh, it really pulled at my heart. I was so proud of everyone there because here is a group of people, um, the military, you're not allowed to protest. You're not allowed to stand out against uh, government, president. But, you know, and, and, and there were leaders there, families there, all different ages, ethnicities. Um, but it was not violent in any way. It was a peace. It was a walk. It was not a protest. It was a, a walk for justice, a walk for peace. And I realized, you know, looking at the signs, there was a sign um, like Jesus loves all. And it was like a young little blonde girl carrying that or, um, uh, a young boy carrying like black, the color of my skin isn't a sin. Um, all these different signs. Um, and I realized this is not, this is not an issue, a political issue, which sometimes people are fearful of. It is not just a race issue. It is not just a class class issue. Um, it's a humanitarian issue. As human beings, we should be fighting for each other's lives to just live and, and have equal rights. 
Um, you know, after those things with the ducks, I realized this is a sentient being issue. This is not just um, black, white. And, and I, as I thought of that, this is a sentient being issue. I thought of, you know, as Buddhists, sometimes uh, people take a bodhisattva vow. And the first part, I will not read the whole thing for you, but um, sentient beings are numberless. I vow to liberate them. So to be a truly spiritual person, regardless of what um, you believe in, one would think that we want equal rights for all of humanity, for all beings, you know. Um, and I really need to pause and think about that. And it's not to blame you. I mean, blame you, blame one group of people. It's a societal construct um over uh, built over how many years right what our country was sort of built upon i mean even um you know my mom is from the philippines and even there um they they still to this day or at least when i was there 10 15 years ago had skin whitening cream you know sold over the counter or when i would go to um the spa there and they would say and i was getting a facial i think and they're like do you want to be lighter? You know, we can do that here. And I was like, no, I want to be tan. I want to look like I went somewhere there. Why would I want to be lighter? There were blatant commercials on the television in the Philippines comparing people with lighter and darker skin, saying, which one's more beautiful? The white one, of course. Like, this is such, I mean, it's in all over, right? It's all over the world. Um, and so how important like can you imagine I mean for some people with white privilege um this is a time that they're really starting to recognize these thoughts that are ingrained into our societal brains right um for generations and generations and we're finally for some people are finally starting to recognize this and I am not saying I'm not immune to it too you know even though I'm an ethnic minority I know I've had a lot of privilege in my life um and though I face some racism it's not to the extent that those of my African brothers and sisters have um experienced and this is for me um yeah this has really been the time I realized um I know I'm probably going on and on for a long time ago this was such a strong issue for me and I put it away because it was too difficult to see the struggle and not see change happening. Um, and then I had various issues going on, um, heavy issues, whether family or relationships, um, being a, a therapist, always dealing with other people's stuff. I had no space, and my friend Lisa reminded me this, I had no space to really um, care about society because I was carrying so much of the weight of other people around me. And so through time, uh, recently, this past year, predominantly, I've had more space in my life. Um, I'm trying to fill it with stuff for myself or what I want to do. But this has been such a strong awakening this past week of now these issues have re-arose in society and this passion um, to further deepen my own knowledge, share these conversations with other people, encourage other people to just reflect um, and perhaps what their own biases are, what they can do. Um, now that that's awakened, I can't put it back to sleep. And I really want to encourage you um, 
I know I said this at the end of last time too, but looking at what you can do, whether it's to have different conversations, whether it is to pray, meditate, um, donate to organizations, volunteer, so many, you know, read these different books with regards to um, white privilege, black history, books, movies, TV shows. I, I watched 13th um, this past week about the 13th Amendment. And um, get, get, get schooled, right? Or get woke. Or all this is known maybe as the Great Awakening. Um, not just with issues with regards to race and justice, but also um, perhaps spiritual awakening that's happening. And sometimes they say that, you know, things have to get tough and difficult before they get better. And, and I really, I personally really think that things are going to totally shift in our world. Um, but it takes each one of us individually to try to make a difference in our lives, in the lives in our community, in our workplaces, with our family. Um, yeah, so see what you can do. See what you can do today. And you don't have to think you have to change everything because that's where it's so disheartening. Think of what you can do today in your small little world and your little atmosphere. All right, so remember, through presence and unfolding, do you find the treasure?